Hello, welcome to the Classic English Literature Podcast. My name is Matthew McDonough, and I hope that this is the beginning of a beautiful and fruitful friendship. I've been teaching English language and literature at the high school and college levels now for well over 20 years, and I'm really looking forward to talking with you about the books and poems and plays and writers that have had such an impact on my life. I wanted to start this podcast because I never found one like it. There are plenty of great literature podcasts out there, but I couldn't find in my search... I couldn't find a podcast that looked at literature through a historical and social and philosophical lens. I wanted a podcast that began at the beginning of English language, way back 1,500 years ago, with the fall of Rome almost, and followed our language and its literary developments up through the centuries, taking account of the historical context, the social histories, and the philosophies, the history of ideas, the intellectual history of Anglophonic, that is, English-speaking culture. I have this idea that I'll probably develop and talk about more as the podcast goes on, but my basic idea is that language creates the reality we live in. And I know that sounds strange. And I know linguists and philosophers of language will probably have a lot to say uh, about that idea. And not all of it positive, I'm sure. But what I mean is, is that we, when we use language to describe the world we live in, we are actually kind of creating that world. We are giving it meaning by speaking about it. We give it order by telling stories about it. And then we look to those stories to provide a path for the next reality that we live in. So I wanted a podcast that kind of thought about literature that way. That kind of thought about literature and stories as maps of meaning and maps for creating meaning, not only historically, but in our everyday lives. So I hope there's room for this kind of podcast. I think literature gets a bad rap. I imagine it's probably because of bad experiences in high school or college. You know, somebody with bad coffee breath and a raggy sport coat going on and on about hidden meanings and handing out worksheets and vocabulary lists and study questions and essays and, ugh, the soul shudders. Or maybe literature gets a bad rap because it sounds kind of snooty, you know, kind of elite or effete. Somehow, Literature is not for average people. It's for some kind of uh, scotch-sipping, pipe-smoking, old dawn in Oxford, England. I don't know. Um, but I've done this for 20-something years, like I said. And let me, let me assure you, gentle listener, that literature has to be neither of those things. It, it doesn't have to be a, a, a tedious exercise uh, in worksheets, nor does it have to be some completely abstract, impractical, intangible body of work that just doesn't really have a role 
ordinary life. Uh, I mean, I know we've all probably read stories that feature characters and events that have no relation to our ordinary lives, our ordinary lives of, of grocery shopping and paying the bills and getting the kids ready for school and trying to make the train for the commute. But I also think that you don't have to be a dragon-defeating hero in order to understand the struggle to survive and thrive. I don't think you have to be a melancholy Renaissance prince to understand feelings of futility and betrayal. I think all of us, at least metaphorically, we have lain in a field of daffodils and we've wandered lonely as a cloud. We have loved and been loved and we fear and we're anxious and we dream. And that's what literature is. Literature is simply the record of being human. And it's written in an artful language that calls attention to the extraordinariness of ordinary life. So I hope you're interested in this. Here's my vision for the podcast. I, I want to take, as I indicated, a historical survey approach to English literature. And I'll begin at the beginning with the fall of Rome and Old English, and we'll work our way up through the midly bits, and then we'll finish somewhere near the end, God willing. And I want to pay particular attention to how the intellectual and cultural history of England has had an impact on English language and literature. Each episode uh, will be mostly my reflections on the literary texts. Long texts, such as uh, the epic poem Beowulf that I'll talk about in a couple of weeks, long texts will be referred to and quoted and summarized as I talk about my reflections. Uh, shorter texts, short poems, probably read those during the show, and uh, we can experience those together. I will put up links to my texts that we're studying on my social media pages and on the website, uh, so you'll be able to follow along. Or if you've read them before and you're just uh, sitting out on your back deck with, uh, with a beverage and watching the sunset, you can just listen. Uh, I will try to make sure that there's no assumptions about what people have read. So with that said, I'd like to spend the last couple of minutes of this introduction uh, explaining the title because I want to make sure that people have a clear idea of what my intentions are. So the title of the podcast, Classic English Literature, is, is hardly clever and it's hardly imaginative, but it is tailor-made for an internet search. <laughs> and um, so I want people to be able to find it. If they think, well, I would like to listen to a podcast about English literature, they just type English literature podcast. If I named it something clever, you know, you know, like words, 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 to quote Hamlet. If people Googled word podcast, they, they would get a million different hits. You know, it would be, be a lexicography podcast. It'd be a religion podcast. And, and mine would get lost. And so I just 
named it really basic. If people think, boy, I would like to learn more about those books that everybody talks about as classics. Boom. Here it is. But I do want to clarify what I mean by this title too, even though it sounds quite innocuous. I mean the word classic in its ordinary sense of a piece of work that has been judged to be an exceptional example of its type and has lasted over time. Now, I know such judgments come with an awful lot of social and political and gender assumptions and biases that are very important in determining what we think of as great literature. And perhaps we'll address some of those as we go along. But like I said, I wanted this to be a popular and accessible podcast. So I'm just using the word classic in a sense that most people would understand it as the great works of English literature. When I say English literature, I mean literature in English for the most part. Now, certainly most of my focus is going to be on the literature produced on that damp cluster of rocks shining in the North Atlantic. But in the fullness of time, we may want to branch out and we may want to look at works of literature in English from India or the Caribbean or from America or anywhere in the English-speaking world. So I say English, and I primarily mean the literature of England, but I hope that we may be able to expand that definition as we move along, and as English as a language and as a global language becomes broader and broader. And finally, just a quick word about the word literature. Literature literally means by the letter. It comes from the Latin for letter. And literature technically refers to that which has been written down. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is that some of what we will talk about over the next few weeks didn't start as anything written down. It started in what is called oral culture. That is, it was spoken and remembered and recited over and over again, in some cases perhaps for hundreds of years, before somebody took the time to scribble it down for posterity. So, some people have used the word orature to describe that kind of text, but I'm just going to use the word literature because all those oral stories and tales and songs that were recited around campfires and in gathering halls a thousand years ago, the only reason we have access to them now is because somebody did write them down. So I use literature broadly to uh, refer to English texts, both spoken and written, as they have come to us. So that's about it. Really looking forward to this I'm kind of nervous too because I've never done this before and I'm not the most technologically adept fellow on the block, but uh, I hope you'll be patient. I hope you find it interesting and edifying. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the Classic English Literature Podcast. I hope to hear from you next week.